Now, when we're in the mine, the rules are simple enough for even you guys to understand. No fucking around. Watch your step and keep track of your buddies. This place has been closed since 1912. No telling what kind of shape it's in. This is the latest disclosure in a report from National Civil Defense Headquarters in Washington. It has been established that persons who have recently died have been returning to life and committing acts of murder. Widespread investigation of reports from funeral homes, morgues, and hospitals has concluded that the unburied dead are coming back to life and seeking human victims. Well, Ladies and gentlemen, this podcast comes to you from the end of the world. I'm not sure if anyone will be able to hear this, but um, we're trapped in the house. We're running out of food. The zombies uh, just keep coming. It's like they know that we're in here. They won't stop. I don't know what to do. Oh, fuck. Shit, they're coming in. Uh, This is the Silver Emotion Podcast. Everybody, welcome to another episode of the Silver Motion Podcast. My name is Will, and I am here as always with my friend Stephen. Howdy, howdy, duty. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're here uh, today. We're going to talk about the 1983 David Cronenberg cult classic Videodrome. Um, where do we start? <laughs> God, I don't know. <laughs> um, so, so star starring James Woods. Yeah, I, think, and, uh, uh, I think about like three times so far today I've completely forgotten what movie we were doing. It was <laughs> Yeah, you were having some, some confusion. Maybe you didn't watch Video Jam. Maybe you watched uh, <laughs> Maybe I watched something else weird. But <laughs> yeah, so you uh yeah, you were confused a little bit about what movie to yeah, watch. I don't, I, don't, I don't know. This movie confuses me. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> Just the title <laughs> confuses you. But did the movie actually confuse you also? You know, I I don't think it confused me. It yeah. was just it, w- it was weird, of course, but yeah, it's a, it's a little on the weird end. I mean, I, I mean, you know, I don't know. Yeah, but not I mean, not. I mean, not really anything weird happens in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, it's just a normal yeah, uh, yeah, everyday I mean, kind of stuff. I mean, I, I always have a weird blob coming out of my TV that I have to make out with, you know. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't that's know. how I get the day started, There's right? Wrong I mean. with that? Like, just nothing uh, out of the ordinary. I, I remember those VHS tapes bulging and pulsating. Yeah, yeah, and my, stuff. all I mean. of my VHS tapes throb. <laughs> what? The, there's no uh, nothing. Uh, Nothing to see here. Yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm surprised I don't see that level of realism in other movies right, about right, VHS right. stuff. <laughs> so you know, yeah, there's a Videodrome. It's a pretty average, everyday sort of a, you know, happy little movie. So that's, yeah. that's the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, so yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird one. Um, I was. This is the, I I've only seen this two times now. This is one that like I had wanted to see forever, and then I eventually saw it a couple years ago when I went through all the Cronenberg movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and this time when I watched it, I thought like, oh, I remember it being weirder than this. <laughs> <laughs> so 
I don't know. Maybe I'm just getting used to um, weird stuff. Yeah, it's uh, not that it's not weird, but yeah, I mean it's it's weird, but at the same time, it's not weirder than what I'm used to. Or right, uh, yeah. I mean, you watch a lot with. of uh, you watch a lot of weird shit. Yeah, yeah weird, weird <laughs> shit. Is weird kind anime of my bag. stuff. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. So, uh, James Woods is the uh, head of a little uh, television station, mm-hmm. Channel Eighty Three. Civic News. Oh, the, the one you take to bed with you. Yeah. <laughs> Which had me laughing right there. <laughs> this guy in bed with his TV. He's like, he's like mm, love that TV. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's the head of this TV, sh- TV station, and um, he's st- he becomes infatuated with the, the pirate, pirated broadcast of uh this weird tv show of uh uh mutilated mutilation and uh violence yeah, and uh, torture just yeah somebody strapped to a wall getting whipped for an hour or yeah, whatever yeah. it is so it's it's very compelling to him and uh he, it starts him down this rabbit hole yeah called videodrome i was kind of wondering like early on if it was some kind of like CIA torture of uh, enemies kind of thing. Okay. Early on. Like maybe it was some like government, uh, maybe yeah. not the CIA, maybe KGB, you know, some government. Some like, conspiracy based thing. Yeah. Like there was going to be some government just torturing its uh, political enemies. and, and <laughs> On TV. Yeah. <laughs> I, w- I was at first thinking it was just like, oh, this is our interrogation sessions and we're like taping them so we can yeah. like go over them and get information out of them or something and apparently transferring them uh, by satellite and then yeah. getting picked up by this TV guy who's like, hey, this is a great TV show. <laughs> but- <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, he's he's uh, he's an exec. He's searching for uh, the next the next thing, like the step up. Yeah, because um, uh, at the start, it's you don't really see anything. Like It doesn't seem like it's going to go supernatural on you. It's, it's very grounded yeah, at, no, at the it, beginning. At the like, beginning, you don't get a sense that it's going to go that way. Right. And I and, was hoping that your knowledge of the movie didn't like go past the de- the title that you were confused by like i hope i was hoping that you didn't know that it would go supernatural no i, d- I did not okay, i mean I, I mean i'd seen naked lunch the other cronenberg film i've seen so you i have. know cronenberg goes in friggin' weird directions right but right having only seen one of his films you kind of don't know is like is that an anomaly in his uh yeah, filmography yeah. is it is that just one thing he does but he does other things too you know you don't really know right the range of right. a Na- creator Na- from yeah. just one of his works so and naked lunch is definitely that definitely goes out there yeah into yeah. the supernatural realm it definitely does <laughs> <laughs> and and there's there's definitely a similarity here in that you can argue about whether is this just hallucinations is this really happening yeah uh, for sure and there's some, and like Naked Lunch, there's these fantastic effects work of just everyday objects. Yes. That yeah, the just, typewriter thing in, in yeah, Naked Lunch was, is really cool. And there was one in like on his desk in a corner in one of the shots. I'm like, oh, hey, it just like reminded me of Naked Lunch. I'm like, oh, it's the typewriter. <laughs> I didn't see that. I don't know if it's the typewriter, but it. Yeah, I don't. It I mean, was yeah, I don't know. Similar looking enough that I yeah, was just yeah. like, ah, oh, it just reminded me of it, <laughs> <laughs> and probably noticed it just because Naked Lunch is the only other Cronenberg yeah, film I've yeah. seen, so it stuck out at me a bit right. uh, more firmly. Um, there was a, a weird picture in his room. I don't know if you noticed. It was in the background in a couple of shots of this ballerina. With like, oh, the Hitler ballerina? Yeah, she's got yeah. like this Nazi thing on and she like <laughs> demon legs. I'm like, what the goddamn hell is that? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's that's this guy. He's a provocateur. He, his channel is all about uh, showing fucked up uh, violence and softcore pornography and and uh, pushing the envelope. Yeah, and so that's what leads him to seek 
this video drone show that that gets caught on the pirate pirate waves or whatever they descramble it yeah and they think it's from malaysia at first Yep, and they're like, no, it's Pittsburgh. Yeah. And, and then it's tied up in some, like, glasses company. and It is. It, well, yeah, I mean, that's that's down the road. Yeah. Just... <laughs> he has to eventually get there. So, I don't know. Uh, did you like it? Just a base um, level? A base, yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it. I, I think it was it was a little slow at the start. Like, yeah. I like to just dive right into the crazy. Yeah. So, I... For me personally, I don't really need a, a kind of a is this real kind of thing. Okay. But, um, yeah. So so at first I was kind of like I don't know where this is going, and then oh that VHS is pulsating. Yeah, All yeah. right, <laughs> and it just kind of kept getting better from there. So right. it was kind of like a All that beginning stuff is really important. Though. It is kind of like I had thought about. It. I'm like kind of like could you have started it later on with the supernatural i don't know the there's story no way would, like yeah. there's there's too much that does need to be set up first so no it's yeah all that stuff is very meaningful yeah it, it uh sets the groundwork for right. what's coming later so do you classify this as horror that i was kind of wondering on that and I guess the big question is, do I classify anything as horror? Because well, yeah, I mean, you like, have, yeah, I tend not to find horror to be very horrorish, right? But this one was kind of a weird, like this one seems a bit more on the fence of yeah, like to me, I just think of it as like a sci-fi kind of thing, yeah. Um, and I didn't, I don't even think of it as a horror movie. But then over ever since I first saw it, I now that I'm aware of it or whatever, I see mm -hmm. it. Oh, it's on this list of the best horror movies. It's on, you know, and I just see it like referred to as a horror movie. And be like, yeah, I guess it's a horror movie. Yeah, um, and I guess it. if it's horror, it's body horror. Yeah, and that's Cronenberg's thing. Right. It's the body horror. So, I mean, but aside from that, I don't know that there's really much horror per se. Right. There, it's I mean, more just a really gory bizarre fantasy kind of thing yeah know? but there's also the the thematic horror mm -hmm. of like what what is going on and what happens over the course of the thing and like what it's saying about about media and stuff like that right like, there's uh this yeah, there's... underbelly of horror uh social commentary horror or whatever yeah it kind of it kind of goes into like what is the definition of horror what is what is it that makes a horror film horror yeah as opposed to just an action film or a drama with death or something you know yeah yeah, yeah. It's, you know what actually makes it horror and i guess that kind of it kind of cuts to that definition of what what do you find is it like i mean horror i guess theoretically from my perspective should be scary and yeah that's the usual why, component uh, and so whenever i look at something i'm like well that's not scary so but that's like every it, movie for you yeah so it's like so <laughs> I, i'm like i don't know like i'll watch some other movie and just be like well that didn't scare me but it's a horror movie so yeah like i always struggle with that definition of horror what is horror i don't know and like i, <laughs> like, I just i don't know yeah so this one especially is kind of weird because there's nothing that's obviously like ooh, we're scary and it's right like, it's more of a like a, a i don't know how to it's like a sort of a dread <laughs> about um the state of society or whatever like it's yeah, more about yeah. i think the horror is more about like um i mean there's the obvious body horror stuff you know but I, all i think about is the the media the shit that he's saying about about right <laughs> media and like what it's doing and it's way more like relevant now than it was in yeah, the eighties. Because it's, like, even, it's it's like it's a debate that just hasn't gone away, and if anything has just grown. Yeah. Well, like I don't. I mean, <laughs> I don't know how to like get into it, but the it's very relevant to like the the idea of Fox News <laughs> and um, uh. A, 
corporation pushing an agenda. Like one of the most important lines is towards the very beginning, like in those early scenes where they're like, the lady says to James Woods, like, um, it's it's dangerous, but but what makes it dangerous is that they have a philosophy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so like this guy at the beginning is like this amoral TV exec. He just he doesn't give a fuck. He wants to show pornography, yeah, he violence. Just, he doesn't give a shit. Whatever will get him the ratings. Yeah, yeah and he does, he doesn't care. It's not yeah. an agenda. It's just a thing. Like he just wants the the station to succeed or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but then. The video drum thing is that is the the weaponization of media, like taking yeah, that yeah. with an agenda behind it and then fucking injecting it into people's heads, and so then he eventually becomes an assassin for them, you know, like f- way further down the line, right? right. Um, and so I don't know what was going on in eighty two, eighty three. But I know that in the mid '80s, like '86, I think if I remember, I don't remember exactly, but it's like '85, '86. The fucking FCC had some rule that was like uh, news organizations on TV and radio, the media basically had mm-hmm. to be um, unbiased and like present both sides. Mm-hmm. And in the mid '80s, they said they like got rid of that and said it was okay like to have one-sided news things and that's when like republican talk radio fox news uh msnbc all these like super liberal things that's when they all like rose up is from the mid 80s when this Mm. one rule got taken away and then fast forward to now yeah where like the country has been totally divided into right. two sections that fucking hate each other and get their news from primarily like sources that just feed their own uh, right. like and beliefs and, and shit and don't even address the other right or, or do so in the most insulting and superficial way right it's so like that's like the horror of this movie of videodrome is just like the fact that all this shit that's in videodrome 25 fucking years old or whatever how old it is yeah uh 30 years or i don't know i'm not, can't do math right now <laughs> but like all that shit is is just not only like fully fucking realized we're at the at like the fucking apocalypse point where <laughs> the one side has elected a fucking actual TV star like yeah <laughs> because like that's the thing in the movie too they talk about how like perception is reality and it doesn't fucking matter what reality is as long as like the perception that mm-hmm. the person has watching the TV you know what it, the TV makes the fucking perception in the people's heads you know we, right. we the, the videodrome signal plants a fucking tumor in their heads and it you know becomes like the new fucking uh the new reality and like that's what we have now and we fucking elected yeah <laughs> this yeah, fucking president uh... so like the horror of this movie comes totally from that so for me right um So is the movie horror, though? I don't know. I think it's more... To me, it feels like a Phil Dick story. And... Yeah, I can see that. um, Because Phil Dick is all about questioning reality, perception, and all that shit. Like, that's such a Phil Dick thing. Um, And there's a later Cronenberg movie called Existence um, that's, like, the best phil dick story that phil dick never fucking wrote it's amazing (laughs) i fucking love that one um so at some point we'll have to check that out gotta do that one because it's yeah i mean i'm uh, it's a good one having seen two cronenberg films i'm totally down for more i'm i'm totally sold on him as a director now yeah he's he's a fucking he's a he's a he's a he's a he's a he's a how can i how many times can i say he's a he's a he's a (laughs) porky pig routine (laughs) (laughs) um 
yeah i get excited and then it's like i can't fucking get the words out but uh he's uh here there's another one for you <laughs> he's a real artist he's a fucking like that's why um like a bunch of his movies are criterion released because mm. he's working in genre film but he's not using the the tropes he's not like making a fucking slasher movie as much as i love them and enjoy them Mm-mm. you know he's fucking doing his own thing he's got some ideas and he's right. putting them out there you know mm-hmm. so uh in terms of of filmmakers at around that time like he's one of the fucking best he's awesome um out of canada that's where he's from yeah he's I probably it was a uh little Canadian film release or something in the credits. Yeah, and yeah. Had some Canadian stuff going on. Yeah, in this movie, I it's don't... It's clearly set in the United States. I don't know that they ever, like, say it is. There's something towards the end when he goes to that boat, like, right at the end when he goes on that boat, it says Toronto something on the boat. Hmm. So I don't know if it's supposed to be set well, I mean, there's Pittsburgh, and he yeah. goes to Pittsburgh. But at yeah. the same time, U.S. Canada crossing is not exactly a strenuous ordeal right. most of the time. Yeah, even I never today. I never thought so much about where it actually is. But, but I I thought there was a line when he found out it was in Pittsburgh. He's like, yeah, it's, it's right here in the U.S. Oh, so yeah, I don't know. Yeah, possibly, but maybe you yeah. just said right here in America, in which case, right, you know, right. who the heck knows. But not. yeah, yeah, it could be... Uh, who knows? It's a. Uh, yeah. Exists. But this movie was like. I'm trying to think of of his other movie, like what came before. But I'm pretty sure that this movie was his first studio released movie, mm-hmm. which is a weird one to. <laughs> to yeah, yeah. Because I'm trying to think of like I know Scanners was before this, and I don't. Hmm. That prob that might have been a studio movie. But I don't think, like, because he also made the, the Stephen King adaptation, The Dead Zone. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I think I saw that when I was trying to find this movie on Netflix. And yeah. It was like, oh, Dead Zone. And yeah. I was like, oh, like that was a Stephen King thing. I yeah, it was. He, he, that's the same year as Videodrome. Videodrome came out, like, in February, mm. and then Dead Zone came out, like, October or some shit like that, like, hmm. um... I want to say that Dead Zone was like his first actual studio funded, produced totally like studio movie. And then Videodrome was like the movie that he like sold to Universal or something like that. I don't know. Hmm. Again, you know, I don't know. Vague facts. I'm not terribly familiar with Dead Zone, but from what I have heard of it, I thought it too was about a tumor in the brain and causing... Yes. Kind of weird phenomenon. There is. So, uh, yeah, yeah, there is. There is. Two Cronenberg um, movies about tumors. Yeah, from the same year. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even think about that. Um, yeah. Got tumors on the brain. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know where to go with this uh, Videodrome thing. Yeah, I mean, I guess... The special effects were always kind of uh, yeah mesmerizing to me. I'm just yeah, like, did oh, you wow. like, enjoy those effects? Yeah, and it was just like, <laughs> and f- fir- there's that one scene where the TV is like all pulsing. Like, yeah, and at first I was just like, oh yeah, that's good, because like, old CRT sets have this curve to them, and then it yeah. just kept expanding. I'm kept like, oh whoa, no, out, yeah. it's like you know, it's, <laughs> that wasn't just the curve of an old CRT. Right. It's a, <laughs> Yeah, no, it fucking keeps going out, and then he puts his fucking head in it and shit. Yeah, so then I was just thinking, like, holy shit, like, how'd they do that back then? I like, I guess there was probably must have been some kind of projector. Yeah, the honestly, back of it or something. yeah, that's probably yeah. how they did it, but I don't, I don't honestly know. Yeah, because so. I was like, oh well, the case is all expanding, but I mean, you could have the case exp- be floppy and whatever right. out of some play-doh or some shit and have the screen still in it as a normal tv screen but i mean yeah no it's some kind of projector thing yeah and there's and like it, a yeah some kind kept of a, going i was yeah. like okay it's not a, just a, they didn't just wrap a tv screen in play-doh or just some shit right <laughs> like, right they, they, they did something weird there whoa 
didn't expect that. Like the 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 VHS all pulsating and yeah, yeah. Like because he holds it out and it just looks like a normal VHS. And like I use VHS all the time, so it, just, it looked totally like a real VHS. Right. And then it just <laughs> like oh shit, <laughs> like cool. Like that again. That was kind of like um, kind of like the thing where you had mentioned it being like a jump scare with yeah. like the the shit surprises you. Yeah, the, yeah, the, and, with the blood and, and so. And again, just like with uh, the thing, like the the VHS just kind of pulsates, and I just kind of leaned in and laughed, and I was just like, "Yeah, <laughs> like oh, now we're getting somewhere." <laughs> right. Well, like that to me is not scary, but it's definitely that like, "Oh shit, here we go." <laughs> yeah, tef- do- and that's kind totally. of like, I I guess I I have that reaction. That that's where I go like. Is this horror? Is this I don't know. Like, yeah. would normal people think that's a horror moment or? Because it like you have that thing in jump in the thing that you'd call a jump scare. I'm like, well, yeah. okay. I just kind of leaned in and laughed at it. I was like, oh yeah, cool. <laughs> and then, like, and then this <laughs> happens, and I realized that's the exact same response I had to the thing. Right, and right. like, so was that a jump scare? And I just like don't react to it. Or I wouldn't say that it is here, but definitely in the thing, there's like specific uh like they're specifically trying to like get a fucking oh shit like a real like a scare like jump scare sort of stuff out of you they're definitely playing on that video drum not i don't think it's like that at all it's more of like oh fuck like what is reality like what am i watching i you know the the whole theme of the movie is like that but like in the same way um like you're watching, you expect one thing, you're given another thing. Right. And so then your perceived reality is being shifted and you're like, I don't know what this fucking movie is now because it wasn't like this before. Right. At, and, at, at first I was kind of like trying to like piece together the themes of what he was saying. Like, and yeah. so at first I was just like, okay, like violence in the media yeah, kind yeah. of stuff because that's what this uh, the main character, he's all like, oh, we've got... You know, I'm throwing all this violence and stuff out right, there because right. that's what people want. They don't get it anywhere else. And, you know, and he's making whatever arguments. And so I was like, okay, that's what this movie's going to be about. And then it starts getting weird. And I'm like, okay, I've lost track of themes. We're just, <laughs> fuck you, just run with it. There's weird shit. Let's just enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, as it, as the further it goes along, the, the weird shit just keeps on coming. Yeah. It, it keeps accelerating. <laughs> Like the like early on uh, when I was trying to piece together themes, I realized like every time he goes outside into the general public rather than in his office or talking to people he knows or whatever, yeah. like the nor like just the background general public are like complete assholes to each other. Oh really? Like in every, like in every scene, that's just like oh that guy like, fucking banging on the door. No, Open like, the fucking door. <laughs> yeah, it's just like I mean, and that was like. That I first saw that there, I'm like, oh, I wonder if, he, and I so I was like looking for it in other scenes where he's just wandering around in public, and yeah. most of them people are arguing or grumbling. Um, huh. Like, like e- even at the end, I think when he when he like walks when the wall blows up and he like walks out onto the yeah. street, and there's like there's some like mother with her daughter, and she's just like, no, get over here, like like they're like she's trying to get like just. And it's right. it's a lot more subtle there, but I think even then it's like there's this this discord of people not in uh. harmony with each other as they're wandering around in their daily lives. And right, mm-hmm. well, and like the when he goes to the mission because there's the he has he's on the TV uh, the TV show right with, right. with Debbie Harry of. Uh, uh, lead singer of blondie (laughs) um she she's there with him and then they also on the show with them is uh brian oblivion yeah the fucking televangelist or whatever who only appears via tv screen right it's like i will never appear on tv except on tv right (laughs) it's like (laughs) and so when he goes when james woods goes to his mission the cathode ray mission yeah it's like the only thing that they're providing to the people that come is is fucking tv like like the the society imagine a society where like tv was so like necessary for survival or whatever like the, the people they oh they look 
homeless, they look hungry, but they're going to fucking watch TV, <laughs> you know? Right. And, and it's just like, uh, you know, like now, everybody's got a phone, everybody, I mean, you don't have a phone, so not everybody. <laughs> you can't say everybody. But right. but just uh, screens are everywhere, screens are, are you know, they're fucking gas pumps sometimes will have ads oh yeah the fucking the checkout line at the store will sometimes have a tv playing ads there's just an inundation of screens and media and and commercials and all this shit just being pumped constantly into your head yeah there was that was another theme i I lost track of i think i was like trying to piece it together together at first because because there's several times where they they mention it like oh he's not getting enough of the the rays from the tv or like like it's some medical condition uh, that people who don't get enough of it are like going crazy or something like that and I was like, oh, there's there's something there, and then it was just like, okay, I'm losing track. And then, then at, sometime after that scene where he goes to that mission, I yeah. started like, okay, I'm not going to be able to keep up with this. <laughs> Maybe if I watch it a second time or something, but I'm just going to have to let it wash over me this right. time. And, no, and and that's how I was the first time. I don't, I definitely did not get like the weaponization of media or anything right, like that. Yeah. Which, and to me, when I watched it this time, it was like fucking jumping out of me super clear um right like you mentioned it there i'm like oh yeah this makes total sense and like i'm like how did i miss this watching it because it was and it was just well yeah but the first time i saw it and i was much the same as you where it was just like i can sense that there's okay violence in the media and the media as a whole and like how that is playing on society and like a bunch of weird effect <laughs> stuff that's cool and that's kind of where i where i stopped i that's what i got out of it that first right. time but so. but definitely watching it again i mean it just becomes more and more clear and uh, it's one of those movies that just uh i think keeps delivering i mean even vr stuff is in there because he puts on that fucking helmet oh yeah yeah you know and like uh it's just so much stuff is uh like relevant still Right, and that's what I love about sci-fi in general. Just uh, social commentary in sci-fi. How it's it's uh, it's amazing. You, these people are writing like Phil Dick's writing shit in the fifties. That's like about basically about uh, like the internet and and the idea mm. of like people connected and people um, like he has shit in the fifties that he wrote about people being addicted to video games and like mm. in the 50s there's yeah, no you, fucking video yeah, games they, they didn't pr- exist i mean they properly yeah, then. they barely had like Computers base level all, yeah. pinball and real like shit like that like just mechanical stuff like that but i mean he's got fully formed ideas of like fucking games and addiction and all this it is just like you read this and you're like what the fuck year is this (laughs) this is insane yeah and so that's what i really love about sci-fi so to me this movie is much more sci-fi than than i would call it horror right right yeah (laughs) but at the same time it's (laughs) the fucking some of the like the gore (laughs) is super uh yeah, like, like he, you're definitely not going to get that in a regular sci-fi movie right yeah and and it's it's always walking that line of is, is this just a hallucination is yeah it's really happening and right right and like but yeah that scene where he like pulls the gun out and it's all dripping and oozing and right because like, oh. well, yeah because he lost it in his fucking his stomach the first time he shoves it in there and then he's like oh where the fuck is it <laughs> yeah and I, I was trying to think because, like, when he first has the gun, he's like trying to hide it from the secretary. And I was like, "Oh, is there gonna be another scene like that where it's like she comes in and he and the sofa's all messed up and he's searching around, like, oh crap, I don't want her to find the gun, but but I don't know where it is.' And like, and like make up some excuse about like, oh, I lost the TV remote in the couch. And I'm like, did they have TV remotes in the '80s back then? I don't know. Um. They were, I mean, maybe some big executive guy would have. Yeah, know. they probably had them had them on some, but but like cer- certainly not a big enough thing where it's like losing the remote in the couch would have just been a normal no. thing to mention in a movie. Because like <laughs> I mean, 
not i mean we definitely my family we're not like on the fucking bleeding edge of of technology or anything but i mean we didn't have a fucking remote on the tv until yeah like way later i mean yeah, i I, would... I was the fucking remote <laughs> you know like <laughs> yeah. it's like the shit with yeah i remember know, back you, then it was yeah. like yeah you, you actually got up and turned it right you changed the uh... fucking channel and then it, you know i got up and as many kids i'm sure you know they had to get up and change the channel you want to get up you're gonna fucking turn the volume up you got to actually turn it up yeah it's um yeah but 83 there's probably like some rich dudes yeah they might have had a a a remote and this guy fucking tv exec yeah i mean i would imagine he he would be on the cutting edge of tv technology at the time i want to say so but whether there would actually be remotes back then or not at all i don't know i would say that there there was I'm going to say there was definitively <laughs> without any doubt. <laughs> I don't know, but it, it is now true. It's a fucking fact. Forever. <laughs> 1983 there were TV remotes. Yeah. I mean even 83 to have a VCR I feel is like extravagant cuz just because like I didn't yeah. we didn't have one until yeah, yeah, I was probably uh... like 80 like I was at least five or six so i would be like 86 something yeah, like that yeah yeah i keep forgetting this this movie is early eight like i see it, i'm just like oh 80s so i'm just thinking yeah. 80s but it's it's really early 80s right. so it's a lot of the 80s stuff hasn't been a thing right yet, so yeah i saw a thing it came out in 83 but um i guess it was pushed to 83 originally it was like scheduled to come out in 82 so it's actually mm. a little bit older than it even Mm. like seems from just looking at release dates yeah um but yeah definitely do you feel like it feels old not really i mean it feels 80s but yeah it, yeah i mean just in style and stuff but right but it doesn't seem like some fucking dated no thing no other I mean, than just being feeling, feeling 80s yeah i mean and I, I get that a lot watching some of these these older movies that have really good special effects. Yeah, like like Alien, the Alien movies, um, Alien and Aliens. They're like you'll watch them and just be like, these don't look old at all. Right? No, they and don't. Yeah. This one is as well. It's just kind of like the special effects are like, wow, that doesn't look like because you think going back that far, you're gonna get these cheesy obvious effects, and it's like. These aren't obvious effects. They're no, not, they're, they're good. They're, they're I mean, very well done. Yeah, that's the like seventy mid seventies to like early nineties is like the fucking heyday of physical effects. Yeah. Um, and this the effects of this movie were done by Rick Baker, um, FX fucking wizard, who uh, did like. He he's won like multiple Oscars and mm. he's like kind of the main guy. He's uh, did you see the Tim Burton um, Planet of the Apes movie that came out in like two thousand one? Oh something no. Like that? no. Well, did you see like the trailer where or anything where where it's just like, oh, there's fucking apes talking and it um, looks like real fucking apes. I might have not oh, remembering man. it. But. Well, anyway, they look like. Like they just found some fucking apes that could talk and walk upright. Like it's it's incredible. And there's like a gorilla guy, and there's an orangutan guy, and a bunch of chimps, and sh- and it's fucking like uncanny. Yeah. So Rick Baker did all those, and oh. he did like uh, Eddie Murphy's fucking fat suits and shit in uh, mm-hmm. Nutty Professor. <laughs> those are like the later stuff. But he did um, American Werewolf in London, the the amazing transformation scene that at some point you need to see whether you know, whether so. whether you see the movie or not <laughs> just just that scene at least see that yeah. scene i mean the movie's fun too but that scene is like a fucking uh one of those pinnacle of effects moments that mm-hmm. i feel like anybody like everybody should watch <laughs> like every you know they just show it in fucking classrooms <laughs> to okay uh mrs peterson's second grade class <laughs> here we go <laughs> we're we're skipping science today for special effects yeah. science we're just gonna show you what awesome stuff you could yeah. do if you put away the damn computer and just use an actual right. effect in a movie right <laughs> 
Yeah, no, real craftsmen. That's the thing that's been lost. I mean, it's not it's not lost. There's still people doing it today, mm-hmm. but it's just on a much much more uh, limited scale. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Rick Baker is like one of the most amazing FX guys in the history. Like, probably if. Uh, if you were to rank people, which I don't want to rank people, <laughs> yeah. but if you were, um, he would be like at easily top five effects artists of all time, like throughout history. Like, um, and so, yeah, and the- clearly he did a good job here. <laughs> right, right. I mean, like when he is like stuffing crap in his yeah. stomach and stuff I'm like wow that looked like a lot of that stomach shit looks fucking real yeah because i'm like sitting there like because when that scene popped up i'm immediately like looking around like okay where's the seams where right, right. where does where was he attached to this like yeah and then it's like his legs are moving so i'm like oh so okay so he's not just like embedded into the couch with a fake thing in right, front right so, but then he's still got the stomach thing and it's like it's it's fucking yeah. good like i don't know how they did it but i mean it there's like there's even a scene where he's like standing up and he's yeah, fucking yeah. digging in his stomach and i was like how and, the fuck? and i was thinking like okay he's maybe just like sat real far back in and they've got like a fake body in front of him and he's like wiggling his legs yeah, to, i mean front, maybe but, but and then then he stood up and i'm like well i don't fucking know anymore <laughs> right right it's fucking it's insane it's so good like the the level of illusion is right. you know eleven out of ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just amazing, right? It's uh, definitely some good stuff in there. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> I love when when towards the end when James Wood shoots the the optical guy <laughs> and his whole fucking body like oh yeah that's really in tumors and shit yeah that was really fucking <laughs> crazy I'm like oh man that look looks like a dude split open just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what i think of when when i think like is this a horror movie and it's like that scene would never make it into a non-horror movie <laughs> so like those are the moments where it's like yeah this is definitely um classifiable as a horror movie um not that i need to classify it but i just i feel like because it's october and we're watching horror movies i feel like i need to justify it yeah as a horror like movie. i don't know like I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'd say that with that guy at the end, though, where he's splitting open and yeah. the stuff's running out, like, as much as, like, I loved that that effect and that yeah, scene yeah. in specific, it's, I was kind of, like, disappointed in that I wanted it to do more. Oh, like, yeah. Like, I thought he was going to, like, turn into some monster and start oh. chasing him around or See, something. That's, and That's the problem of watching The Thing first. <laughs> yeah. They're kind of the same time, aren't they? They are. The yeah. uh, Thing was 82. Yeah, okay. and uh, this was going to be 82. So, yeah, I mean, it's right right in there. Both Universal also. Oh, oh. <laughs> there you go. Back when uh, fucking studios were putting out actual quality horror movies. Yeah. yeah so Who would have thought? Uh, yeah, I, I, I just kind of <laughs> thought there was going to be, maybe if not, like turning into a monster, at least turning into to something. Something would happen. Yeah, with like it another from, evolution. Yeah, or like at least would, his body explodes. Or yeah, something. yeah, something like <laughs> it's kind of like this. This it didn't feel like the end of that character, or yeah. at least what was happening to him. So uh-huh. it was kind of like I, I thought we were going to go back to that and get yeah. more branching off from it. And I I could see that. I and I. I wouldn't mind. <laughs> I wouldn't mind that if that happened. Yeah, um, so I, I kind of thought we were going to go back to him, like he'd like get up and stagger off or something, right? And, right. And just be like, oh, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> I think I think it doesn't because it's just not. It's not that type of movie. Like there's there's a villain, but it's not. There's yeah. no real like struggle in that classic, you know, right, sense. Right. And. And I don't really needed him to have like a fight with it or right. something. I just kind of like I just kind of feel like that's just this this story had more places to go uh-huh. with that as a thing happening. Yeah, yeah. And then it just didn't go anywhere. With, and it was just kind of oh, I kind of wanted to keep going down that road, but <laughs> we we took a left and now we're. <laughs> 
now we're off to a boat okay but <laughs> yeah no th- logically that is kind of a, a an odd jump or whatever um and there's a couple of those in this movie but as usual I don't like to engage the logic jumps like, <laughs> in any sort of intellectual way too much. So I just like enjoy it and, and I don't think too much about it. But I, 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 I see where you're uh, yeah, coming just, from. I just, I just wanted to explore that, yeah, you that just, concept yeah, yeah. a little further. So I wanted his head to sprout the spider legs. <laughs> <laughs> um. but, yeah. So it's a, uh, an interesting one then you can get to and so now i'm kind of wondering with your with your uh thematic revolu- revelation of, yeah uh, yeah yeah being about media controlling us and stuff right kind of thinking so what was the cure then because he goes to the one woman and she kind of undoes it yeah and then he kind of turns into this right like, he goes back to because counter agent i guess right so how i read that this time is they sh- the the video drone people the optical guy and all that they have weaponized him um and and sort of controlled his reality so that he is their assassin but then when sh- when he goes to to Brian Obri- Obli- Oblivion's <laughs> daughter she does she shows him a video deprograms that and then um now he's free of the programming but he's still um like the the mental revelations or whatever that he's had are still there so now he's taking what videodrome has implanted in him and using it against them so now like if you think about um like right now Mm-hmm. fake news is a big you know fucking trump's always talking about fake fake news fake news and he's using it to paint the actual news media in a bad light right and his followers believe that and so they um they just blindly follow so like james woods initially is just blindly following the video drone people because he has no control over it himself. Right. Whereas now, uh, Brian Oblivion's daughter has has removed that sort of wall of the 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 video drone like programming, and so now he is able to like like I think of it as like being armed with information. So like hmm. if you're the way to combat fake news is to um, look it up and <laughs> learn actual news. I saw a fucking a brief aside. I saw this is a real fucking thing on Facebook. I saw a Republican share a story about um, a substitute teacher who was working in a classroom, and uh, during the Pledge of Allegiance that that uh, is in classrooms or at least it was when i was a kid but anyway this in this story it was happening and uh while the pledge of allegiance was going on the kids were doing it the teacher uh went to the middle of the classroom and took a dump on the floor what <laughs> so that's the story that i saw and so immediately i read that and i go well that's fake that didn't fucking happen and so then I do, you know, a minute of fucking research to just make sure that this is fake. And of course, it's a fake story. But if you don't have inf- if you don't have information or information competency, like the idea of of looking at things on the internet and being able to judge mm-hmm. what is real or what is not. Um you're just going to share that and be like, this is bullshit. This, my fucking country is under assault <laughs> when it's actually not. Um, and so then when he's deprogrammed, when James Wood is deprogrammed, mm-hmm. he is now armed with the, the knowledge of what Videodrome is, what it's doing to him. Mm-hmm. And now he's using what he knows his his information, his knowledge to then strike back at the people mm-hmm. who are, are, um, trying to control him through the media 
Um, I don't know that that's actually what it is. Right. But they do say something. She says something about, like, use what they taught yeah, you yeah. against you against them or something like yeah. that. I'm not entirely sure how the the ending wraps into that so much. Yeah. But um yeah, cuz I I remember just when I was thinking he goes back and the guy's like, "Oh, well, you like that. Well, we got another one for you." And I'm like, "Oh, well, he's just going to do the whole programming thing again right. and turn him into another kid like why is he letting him in? Why is he like that's how right, you, you he's become been, Yeah, but he's now he's fucking weaponized like as a individual right. instead of part of the m- fucking the no, machine with the philosophy. Yeah. And so then he fucking turns his <laughs> turns his arm into a fucking hand grenade. Yeah. One of those Nazi I, grenades. Yeah, I didn't know what it was at first. I was like, what the hell is that? Like right, I mean, clearly you don't want your hand to be that, whatever it is. But it was, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It but like, it's it's not I remember thinking that the first time I saw it, and then again this time I was just like it looks like one of those grenades, but it's not. Is that what they did? And then he explodes, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's what it was." Okay. Yeah, it was kind of like I figured it out later. I'm kind of like, "Oh, I kind of like maybe I wish that were a little clearer as to what yeah. that was." I was like, oh. "Well, it's a hand grenade." <laughs> yeah, there, there you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, but so. yeah, I thought it was just hilarious, and it just explodes the wall, and he just walks right through, like, oh, da 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 da, like. What? like yeah, good. That's the and that's the kind of stuff I think that you don't get in a non '80s movie, <laughs> like, right. uh, like how he was able to just walk out. Right, after, he like, explodes and he just fucking goes out the fucking hole in the wall. Yeah, and 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 the earlier shooting where he shoots the other guys and he's just like, oh, oh. right, he just like he just bluffs his way right past. Well, like everything. in that, like, okay. It's pretty clear that he's doing something, like, <laughs> yeah. and they just like let him walk out. That's definitely like, uh, uh, what is the fuck is going? On? I mean, if you think about it in realistic terms, like we worked together. Mm-hmm. Imagine we walked in on a couple of coworkers, shot, and then like some other guy that we know. And and in this case, it's the fucking the boss of everybody, yeah. and he's just like, "Oh fuck, they got me," or whatever the fuck. Yeah, you know, I'm not gonna like hold that guy down. Be like, "No way, what the fuck is going on? You did it." Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'd be I like, mean, "What the right. fuck is going on?" So, I guess in that sense, I can I can believe yeah, it. But it's just something you that's that whole '80s just right bravado, I guess. Of yeah, just, yeah. Just gonna fucking do it, <laughs> right? Well, yeah, I mean, and that's what I like about 80s movies is so we don't have to explain fucking everything and, you know, we just just fucking go. Just watch a movie. Have fun. Not that this is a movie to have fun with, necessarily. <laughs> I don't know. I had fun with it. I mean, it. yeah, no, I have fun with it, but not necessarily everybody's definition of fun. Yeah, yeah, but, you know. I mean. It's kind of a dark one, <laughs> which is perfect for me yeah I mean, I th- there's there's plenty of things that i don't find fun that other people do so. this is true yeah yeah the lighter stuff is a little hit or miss yeah <laughs> but uh i don't know like, i'm trying to think of anything else about videodrome i remember taking notes but i don't remember if they i think i covered everything Um. Yeah, well, and that's that was another thing that I, an example of like m- the media weaponizing people through like uh, agenda mm-hmm. during the election. There was a fake new, an actual fake news story where that that said that Hillary Clinton was running a pedophile oh, ring yeah, yeah. out and of the basement of yeah, this pizza some place. Guy went and like shot the and place some up. guy yeah. fucking went there and and was like shooting. I don't think anybody was killed at that. I think it was like they stopped the guy, but like 
an actual guy thought it was real, went down there and was intending to fucking free the kids. We got to free the fucking kids from the pedophile ring. Like, what? And it's just some shit that somebody made up. And, I mean, at this point now, it's probably like some Russian uh, thing where they put the story out on purpose to sort of divide people because people are not, you know, they don't have the information competency. We've gotten to the point in the video drone uh, insertion into people's heads where yeah, they yeah. just fucking suck the shit up and they don't have any idea of, of what is real and what is not. Their their reality is all based on this uh, altered bullshit. Right. So that was just another thing yeah. I wrote down. Um. Oh, there's some random thing completely irrelevant to anything really, but okay. I just when when they first have Brian Oblivion on mm. and they actually show his name on the screen and it's yeah. like it's this Irish name right, like right. O apostrophe I, 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 I just love I, yeah, I, I fucking love busting that. up at that. Yeah. Yeah, I love that too. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking great. Yeah, like at first I was like, Oh, is is like this just there's, that's just his name, and there's that is like no, it, 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 they they do in <laughs> universe, I guess, kind yeah. of recognize it as uh, this kind of weird, just sort of fake name kind <laughs> right, of thing. Right. But I was kind of, like at first, I didn't know, like oh, is it just going to be that he he's just named Oblivion, and no one comments on the <laughs> right. obvious uh, ominous nature of that? <laughs> yeah, and I like the there's like an idea in the in the movie where. Brian Oblivion was part of the Videodrome thing to begin with, but then the the optical guy who was clearly like a step up from him, um, right. like they fucking got rid of him because they wanted to control the agenda or whatever, and um, but they still are in some ways using that as a as a as a way to manipulate people, right. and it made me think of how. The Republican Party has has uh, sort of sold themselves as the as the party of of Christian values <laughs> and the the idea of like, no, they're they, like they've, the least Christian right, people you can exa- come across exactly yeah. and so but yet they've sold the perception <laughs> to yeah. people that they are representing this you know fucking ideal of of Christianity. So it just made me think of that, and that's these are things that like Cronenberg had. I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't know because I was uh, just a, an infant when this right. movie was being made, so I don't know exactly the situation. But I feel like a lot of that stuff um, had yet to really fully mature or even present itself in the in the in the politics of the day. I don't know. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I'm thinking. I'm thinking this must have been when Reagan was elected. Yeah, Reagan was a president around this time, yeah. Because I'm, I'm thinking, because 92 was when Clinton, and yeah. Bush was a one-term, so that would have been 88. Yeah. And then Reagan was, like, two-term, so he would have been... Yeah, it was definitely like Reagan 80. era, yeah. yeah. So. And he was one of those guys building the Christianity element up. Yeah, he was, from what I've uh, seen of other... Uh, yeah talking about him from the time it was very much kind of a, a propaganda yeah okay kind of a so that's probably that's where it's there's a lot of frank miller stuff like that where he's yeah. using the, the 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 fucking reagan ideals and stuff right right there's yeah like the dark knight yeah returns or whatever there's like a, a lot of the president is clearly this reagan parody right and, right like, doing a lot of it and and that's there's kind of a lot of this um like this patriotism as a, a means of of manipulating people and right, right, which doing, is another you know like full arm of the Republican right, agenda right. or whatever. You've got things not like, that the Democrat side is like you know <laughs> clean hands, they're, right? They're, yeah, I mean, they're at the at the far, far ends of both things. There's a lot of fucked up shit, but but oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> there's the Republicans one side. just seem more obvious about it to me. Well, that's the thing that I don't understand about it. Is like, yeah, it seems, it seems so obvious right there on the surface that like they aren't even like, trying to hide right, it. And, but and yet, yet, then people yeah. like believe in them, and so that's what I don't understand. And I think it's the sort of 
classic uh, human nature of the <laughs> fucking oh, three in a row with the human um, of belief and faith and and like facts and knowledge and the, yeah the, yeah there's the fight between those things something weird there man so yeah any, i mean even yeah. even douglas adams had some weird little story about reagan and oh really okay thing, like yeah his and he he was kind of commenting on i think what we were just talking about like it's it's so obvious that this is not right and yet it goes through and so right and he like had he had this weird short story where Reagan was effectively an alien test thing that was like, <laughs> nice. it was and so like the alien version of the FBI was like tracking it down because he like escaped from this test chamber. It was like, it was this whole like, basically they just had this, this collective dump of every like lethal mass destruction weapon, like nuclear bombs and poisons that could wipe out entire planets. And yeah. they're like, okay, we've locked them up so nobody can get to them. And like Reagan was one of these things that oh, would destroy Jesus. entire planets. And then they were like, oh, he escaped like, oh shit. He like, he escaped to earth. And it was like, it, he was, it, it, it described it as him being dangerous because um, he seemed so innocent that nobody would ever go against him yeah. or something like there there was like he would be this like there it, there was no morality to it uh-huh. it was like he would do anything he would ever be allowed to do simply because he could and he would be allowed to do anything because nobody would see it yeah and, yeah and, and it was like it kind of set up this weird sort of thing and so he was talking about that stuff with reagan back in the 80s so i'm gonna guess that there's yeah I, if I'm not thinking. Reagan specifically, there was that attitude and uh, kind of uh, environment right, right. going on at the time, yeah. at least to certain uh, people who were seeing it that way, if nothing else. So yeah, yeah, and Cronenberg may have been a part of that. So <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, it and definitely seeing that and trying to articulate. It that. definitely seems that way. That way. Um, there's a comedian, Bill Hicks, who. Um, who died in the early 90s but in the 80s he was all about like his whole fucking comedy is all about like fucking corporations or you know controlling us and (laughs) i know it doesn't sound like comedy but (laughs) it's it's very like uh socially charged sort of like wake up people you know like um trying Mm -hmm. to you know inject some fucking reality into people's lives or whatever yeah and he has a as a joke where like like uh commercials and advertising is just slowly getting more and more like primal where um they're just like appealing to this base level of humanity and Mm -hmm. he's saying at some point it's just gonna be like a naked woman (laughs) And she's just going to hold a fucking Coke and it's just going to be a fucking naked woman. And she's just going to be like, drink Coke. And that's fucking <laughs> it. And like, like, uh, because at the, at the base level, advertising is generally selling sex and, right. you know, they're selling a product, but they're trying to associate it with yeah, yeah, it's, certain it's, things like that. They're right. And so just putting it into your head in, right. in association with something you want. So, right. I just, uh, I don't know all these things. I feel bad for kind of butchering Bill Hicks. He's such a funny guy and like so well spoken. And <laughs> here I am just butchering his stuff. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Anything else about Videodrome? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. It's, it's a... You know what's funny about it? Just as a little a short thing. James Woods, the actor, big Trump guy. <laughs> <laughs> really? Big, big Trump supporter. Huh. And, um, yeah. Just, we, we... just totally hook, line, and sinker, like, uh, fucking... Uh, defending him at every turn and and just like so, so the complete opposite of what this movie is all about so so, so when do we give him that that cure that right oblivion, yeah. when does oblivion's daughter show up to, to yes <laughs> yes we need that that's what we need we need somebody to sort of wake him up to you know <laughs> weaponize him against the fucking <laughs> the the 
negative media of the the destructive media of of the Trump train. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I I did not think this movie would get so political. In the, yeah. Well, uh, you know, it, that's that's I mean that part partially it's me too, but because um, right. that's you know I take it to that level. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's a perfect example of like what this movie is talking about. Like now we're living it, <laughs> right, right? Like at an advanced state. Like like Videodrome is about the creation of this this uh, thing. Yeah, still in the and test then, phases. And then like yes, starting it out, and then like now we are at the point where it's been totally like disseminated amongst the fucking global <laughs> world and we're just all right. fucked <laughs> and it's like how do you stop this giant machine at this point you know right mm. <laughs> wish i had an answer for that well yeah well you got the answer we need we, brian oblivion's daughter <laughs> yeah we, we need to find the guy who doesn't exist except on a, a thousand vhs tapes right, right. And, and figure that out <laughs> I don't know anything else about Videodrome. I'm, I feel like I think I think we've uh, I'm tapped plumbed, plumbed the depth of my comprehension of the movie anyway. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, uh, at the base, the 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 takeaway is that you enjoyed it and that you yeah. are down for more. Yeah, yeah. Cronenberg. He's a good. Uh, he's he's got a good well of movies. Um. Got some creativity to going on there, that's for sure. Definitely. And and in my opinion, there's only out of I don't know how many movies he made, but uh there's only like a couple that are not great. <laughs> so out of maybe twenty movies? Yeah, that's, that's a pretty good track record. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty solid. Yeah, so uh so uh I guess that's it. Um, I will say long live the new flesh and <laughs> adios. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>